Binge eating disorder is the most common eating disorder in the world, yet it is also the most stigmatized. And the harmful mentality that people who are not underweight do not and cannot have eating disorders contributes to the lack of access to resources for people who feel like they're alone in their struggles. Due to the shame surrounding binge eating, many people who suffer from binge eating disorder don't reach out for help. And as a consequence, they suffer in the repeated cycle of binging and restricting that is not only harmful, but also isolating. Sometimes people who seek help, treatment, or even diagnosis are turned away because in other people's eyes, they aren't sick enough, solely because they might not be underweight. In fact, sometimes people who struggle with binge eating disorder who seek treatment are turned away because they don't reach a certain BMI requirement. On the other hand, people who are underweight who suffer from binging are also not taken seriously because their problems aren't seen as significant because they are skinny. Based on a few of my own observations, people who suffer from binge eating disorder are taken far less seriously than people with other eating disorders in posts that they make on social media, expressing their struggles simply because they aren't as skinny, so they don't appear to look sick. Although eating disorders in general are statistically more likely to appear in people with other mental illnesses, binge eating disorder is extremely prevalent in people with OCD, borderline personality disorder, and addiction, as well as depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Unlike bulimia and anorexia, which largely affects young women, binge eating disorder is a major problem across all age groups, but around 60% of people who suffer from binge eating are women. Although it is the most prevalent eating disorder up until 2013, binge eating disorder was not its own classification of eating disorders. This is significant because insurance companies often don't help cover eating disorder treatment if they are not in the DSM-5, which is, the, which is a diagnostic manual for psychiatry. In brief, Binge eating disorder is when people eat very large amounts of food in a certain period of time while feeling distressed or guilty. People who suffer from binge eating stated that they often felt helpless and were at a complete lack of control. After their binges, many found themselves promising that that would be the last time and that it would never happen again. But after a period of restricting, the cycle of binging afterwards came back. Individuals with binge eating disorder, and any eating disorder for that matter, are up to 70% more likely to develop other mental health issues, such as OCD, ADHD, anxiety, and depression. There is very little known about the causes of binge eating disorder, but researchers speculate that genetics and things like stress, negative feelings towards one's body, and other psychological issues are all factors. For many individuals suffering with binge eating disorder, binging can be a coping mechanism, allowing them to cope with their pain, whether it be physical or emotional, without actually addressing it. Something can trigger a binge, such as stress or negative thoughts towards one body. Binge eating disorder is mechanistically similar to addiction, 
and the neural pathways and chemicals affected are the same. The two main neurotransmitters that affect and are affected by eating disorders are serotonin and dopamine. Neurotransmitters are chemical messengers in your body that are in charge of sending and receiving signals between neurons, essentially helping them communicate. There are many neurotransmitters and there are several different types, each responsible for modulating various neural functions. Some of the functions in our body that they're responsible for are concentration and breathing, but they can also affect psychological functions such as fear and anxiety. Serotonin is naturally occurring in the body and um, it acts as a neurotransmitter to carry signals throughout your body. Serotonin plays a huge role in the nervous system, helping regulate mood as well as memory, but it's also active throughout the body. Because it has such a big effect on mood, it is a key component in many medications for mental illnesses, such as anxiety and depression. Unregulated serotonin levels can cause a variety of problems, including weakening signals between neurons. The serotonin system that has been observed to be significantly different between those suffering with an eating disorder compared to a healthy individual. A study done by the National Mental Health Institute measured serotonin levels in individuals with eating disorders and healthy individuals that never had disordered eating of some kind. Because serotonin levels are different, the body uses disordered eating to raise or bring down serotonin levels, and the cycle continues as one becomes dependent on the other. People with anorexia have abnormally high levels of serotonin, and restricting food lowers the serotonin levels for a short period of time. Contrastingly, people, suffer from, people suffering from binge eating disorder and bulimia have chronically low levels of serotonin, and binging actually increases serotonin levels. The study found that an increase in serotonin transmission led to reduced eating behavior. This explains why SSRIs, or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which increase serotonin in a person's brain, are often diagnosed for bulimia and binge eating disorder patients, but aren't as beneficial for people with anorexia. Despite this, they are diagnosed for people with anorexia because many patients with anorexia also have mood disorders such as anxiety and depression. As well as mood, another important aspect of eating disorders that serotonin controls is appetite. Once this connection was made, researchers quickly began to look for potential relationships between polymorphisms in serotonin receptor genes and eating disorders. Polymorphisms are variations in the shape and number of receptors in the neurotransmitter, and these variations are directly linked to mental illness. Dopamine is another neurotransmitter known as the pleasure chemical because of its connection to the reward system in the brain and its links with rewarding certain behaviors. Too much or too little dopamine can lead to the onset of mental illness. There is a big overlap in things like dopamine and symptoms of eating disorders.
Dopamine specifically affects reward-motivating behavior, which explains why people who suffer from anorexia feel rewarded and are extremely focused on losing weight. But when they actually start losing weight, they don't feel the satisfaction that they expect to feel. This cycle drives them to try and lose even more weight, even though they never feel satisfied. Dopamine is also a key component in drug and alcohol abuse. Dopamine trains the brain to avoid experiences, situations, or things that have previously led to bad or unpleasant feelings. Similar, similarly, when something happens that brings us pleasure or makes us happy, the brain remembers everything from the environment, to the time, to the emotions being felt, to the action being done so that it's a lot easier to replicate in the future. Later on, the brain then signals to the body to repeat said thing so that it can feel rewarded. Sometimes this cycle of doing one thing to feel pleasure can become addictive, and the brain and body might become dependent on that one thing to feel pleasure and reward. Um, so basically, this is what happens when someone has an addiction to something like drugs or alcohol. And this pattern parallels what happens to the mind and body for someone who has a binge eating disorder. The first time someone binges could have happened for various reasons, including needing a coping mechanism, using it to relieve some sort of stress, binging to avoid something, lack of self-control, or there's so many other reasons. But um, regardless of the reason, the person who binges is generally trying to feel good, or at least better than they did before. Because dopamine and serotonin levels are very different in people with an eating disorder, the brain rewards the body while binging, thus causing the brain to remember everything about that moment so that the process can be repeated. This is why, even if someone is actively trying not to binge and doing everything in their power not to, they still might lose control to the urges of the body needing to feel pleasure. Like with addiction, the person who is suffering isn't always in control of their actions, and this is when reward pathways in the brain, such as the ventral tegmental area in the brain, take over. The ventral tegmental area, otherwise known as the VTA system, plays a huge role in reinforcing behavior, such as behavior that results in reward. Faulty reward processing systems are an inherent problem for people struggling with disordered eating. Better understanding this connection can help us create a better, more effective treatment for people suffering with eating disorders. One that can target the specific areas in the brain and the specific chemi chemicals that are being affected and making changes from there.